The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Everybody. Welcome to Colts fans in Bill's land. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts and alongside with me. Uh, he's rocking a Patrick Mahomes shirt today. Um, so fresh and so clean. It is. It is. Uh, Brandon, how you doing, buddy? Not too bad, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm, uh, I, good. I, I'm, I'm, I feel avenged. Yes. <laughs> Happy. In some Happy. ways. You know, uh, I woke up this morning, the, the air was just a little bit crisper. Uh, my coffee was just a little bit warmer. It was my warm out soul today. Was just it was warm out brighter. today. It was, it was gorgeous. The yeah. sun was shining. Birds were singing. I don't know what happened, but I, I, I feel like, you know, something just, there, some reason the world is just a better place to live in today for some <laughs> weird reason. I don't get it. Jesus. Uh <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. I know Brandon was having a lot of fun um, on his social media story this week, but um, but yeah, what a busy week! I was literally just telling Brandon before we hit the record button, the show is absolutely cursed. Um, <laughs> this show is cursed. Well, for, let me backtrack a little bit. All right, so first, I got to thank all of our listeners. First, like we've only put out two episodes, and the listeners are insanely good. Like I'm, I'm like I'm blown away by the amount of listeners that we had on the show. Uh, I'm not going to state, I don't like to state the numbers on, you know, in the podcast, but uh, myself and Brandon, we're incredibly proud, but uh, you know, 1% better every day. Want to know, right? Want to know mentality. That's how we roll. Nuke Capecchi. What's the, what's the Philip Rivers? Choppy. Nuke Choppy. Nuke Choppy. There we go. That's how we roll. Um, Yeah. So we're excited to continue to bring content for you. We know there are tons of great Colts podcasts out there. Like we're not disputing that we're not going to come out here and say we're the we're the best one by any means. We like to you know we 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 are our own style. All right, there's tons of great Colts podcasts out there. Um, I noticed in some media markets that there's always a competition. I'm not about that. I'm just trying to do my thing. You know, we're just trying to do our thing. And, uh, and we talk, Colts, talk Colts and poop on the Bills. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, pretty much. So uh, we want to thank you for that. But but yeah, the show show is absolutely cursed. All right, the last two weeks, I think. The two the last two weeks, our first two episodes, they dropped. Well, the last week dropped on Tuesday when I wanted it to. The first episode dropped on a Wednesday, um, which is a day later than I, I, I had intended. But um, every time we post an episode, something newsworthy happens like a day or two after. Or at least yeah, when we uh, record it. First episode, uh, I think, dropped the day, like maybe an hour before Ballard's big press conference. Right? Um, was it? Well, no, Costanzo retired. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because sounds are retired. Sounds yep. are retired, and you might be right. You might be. Oh, that, I think I, yeah, because we covered it in the last episode. So yeah, did. it had to be the first episode. That's like, right. Literally that day it dropped. 
Ballard had his big press conference. It's it. No, <laughs> that that is that is true. That is right. So I reminds in a million different places. So um, so we have a lot of news yeah, to talk about. Being a Colts fan, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. We have a ton to talk about today. Uh, the first piece of news that occurred was Philip Rivers. He's retiring. He's going to the great big beyond of NFL players. Um, he. You mean the high school on Alabama? Is, is it called <laughs> the great big beyond? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, maybe. I'm, I'm sure he's getting paid a pretty penny down there. Mm, I mean, I, I love him. But man, you put that boy in the booth. I'm sorry. I want him money night. He could do It'd both. Be fantastic. He can actually do both. Do it. Do it, Phil. Come on, please. He for me, do both. <laughs> I think he'd be a fantastic analyst. I, 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 to my understanding, that has been a a rumor. But he can do both because nobody has to make, miss a, well, a, a Monday practice. You know, uh, a Monday practice. He Phil has to Rivers. Miss. He yeah. can do anything. Doesn't Pretty matter. Pretty much. Right. Pretty much. So. Uh, so, it. so that obviously changes a lot of things that changes how the Colts are going to approach the quarterback situation this upcoming offseason. You know, uh, we all, you know, Rivers was rumored that we we're not supposed to get an answer on Rivers until maybe two or probably two weeks from by the time this episode dropped. Uh, so it's to be a month after that presser, roughly, that they were going to figure out what direction the team was going to go. And, uh, and, and I'm not sure, you know, if, if, Chris Barrow's like, hey, yeah, we're not gonna go with you. You might want to just retire. Or Rivers just straight up was like, yeah, I'm. You know, I, I think I've had enough. Seventeen for seventeen is good for me. But um, regardless, I'm thankful. You know, I've said it many times. I'm thankful that I got to have my favorite non-Colts player of all time, being an Indianapolis Colt. Not everybody gets to have that happen. And he, uh, I think he got he put our team back on track. Yeah, I mean, like, like everyone knows, I was not a big Phil Rivers fan. Uh, his wars with Peyton throughout the years of just, you know, it just his trash talking turned me off. He, he just, he just rubbed me the wrong way. He yeah. put on that white and blue and I was pessimistic about it. What the heck? He has a weird throwing motion. He can't move, but he blew me away with what he did. We're all lucky to have him. Uh, we're a better team for having him there. He pushed our competitor or pushed our players to be better competitors. I uh, very happy to have him. I'm going to miss him next year, but hopefully this all opens on up for a dream scenario where we get a quarterback that's going to, you know, take us to where we need to be for the next five plus years. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that momentarily. A lot of news this week, a lot of news. So not only after that, like I, I like last week, it was painful to wake up every single, like after, I think it was Tuesday or no, it was, it was either Tuesday or Wednesday. I woke up. I'm like, Oh, which Colts player is going to retire slash um, leave our team for a better opportunity this day. Thursday. It was announced that Nick Sirianni, our former, now former offensive coordinator, is the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, which is, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, is it considered a demotion when you go from being the OC of the Colts to the head coach of the Eagles? I think that's a demotion, right? Uh, might as well be. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't want to touch that. Like, that was probably Philadelphia and Houston were probably two of the most undesirable head coaching locations in the NFL, Philadelphia and Houston, Philadelphia, you got to sort through all this quarterback stuff. You got to get this team back on track. And I'm not going to lie. It's a big undertaking for Sirianni, but my favorite thing about this is that, well, first and foremost, you know, them moving on from Doug Peterson, the Eagles and, and putting in Nick Sirianni, a Frank Reich protege who's been around him for many years. Um, This to, in my opinion, 
eliminates the possibility of Carson Wentz being a trade prospect to the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> to say to, to quote unquote save um, the quarterback room. Uh, I, I think this thank puts... you Siriati for falling on that sword. Thank <laughs> See, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank he did. you. So, you know, he might've done the Colts a big favor. I, I think that's why I honestly think that's why they, they brought him in. He's a smart dude. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I think he's, he's possibly qualified to handle the situation, but I think there was a part, there was a purpose behind hiring Siriati as her head coach. hundred percent. I mean, you got that right uh, relationship there and you know, if they can't get Frank Wright, who made went the best possible possible version of himself, let me get the closest thing to Frank Wright. And yeah. you know, that's his left-hand man. So you bring Sirianni in thinking he could fix Wentz and keep him out of Indy, thankfully, allowing <laughs> us to get the right quarterback and not just some, you know, reclamation, you know, some kind of scrap heap that is Carson Wentz. Yeah. So our luck saying this on the podcast, the day after it drops, Carson Wentz is going to get traded to Indianapolis. I just know that's oh, it's, it's our luck. It. I, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so in his place, very quickly in his place, quarterback coach Marcus Brady, uh, was promoted. I'm very excited for that. He did a wonderful job with being hands-on with Philip Rivers in the quarter, you know, amongst others in the quarterback room, um, and has had a big, big play in Eason's, you know, I guess upbringing in in the NFL. Right. So far as Indianapolis called him one year, uh, I think he's done a wonderful job. I mean, our quarterbacks have, uh, you know, n- not been that like tier one that we've always wanted in the last couple years. Obviously, after since Andrew Luck retired, but. Um, regardless, I think it's a step in the right direction. Uh, I, I really do. I always worry about losing pieces, but then again, uh, it's just like, oh, maybe there's a fresh ideal here. And and a- apparently for some of the stuff that I've read, Marcus Brady likes to put up points. So I think he's going to open up nice. this offense, which is, um, you know, I, I obviously I think everything runs through Reich, but I think he's going to have a big, you know, Brady's going to have a big say in what this offense does. And I, I like the sound of that. I, I really, truly do. Well, the cool thing, you know, everything that I've ever read about a Frank Reich offense is it's very collaborative. Uh, you get input from the OC, you get input from the, the quarterback's coach, you get input, input from the, the offensive line coach. Uh, the players all have input, and really, it's very collaborative, people putting all their, their minds together to come up with the best plays. And, you know, Reich's the guy calling the, the plays, but uh, when it comes to putting together a game plan, it's really all hands on deck. Yeah. So I'm really hoping with Sirianni hitting town uh, – and you know them promoting from within Marcus Ray, we don't miss a beat because it's been everyone always on the same page anyway. So that's best case scenario. I'm glad they didn't bring in a Doug Peterson to say, "Hey, come on, let's get the band back together." Right, right. Um, I wouldn't like that chemistry, you know, knowing that now Reich's the man in charge and Peterson has to call, doesn't have to call the shots. Yeah. So with them promoting Marcus Brady, I, I think that's huge. I'm very excited for it. And I think it's going to work out best for us in the long run. As no. long as we don't lose any more coaches. Okay. I'm done. Uh, you, every, to my understanding. Teams, yeah. To my understanding. Pause off the coast. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. We lost a lot. I mean, there's some other coaches too. the, uh, it was a defensive backs coach went. Yep. Gannon. Gannon. Um, and somebody else did somebody else go with Sirianni to to Philadelphia? Did they oh, they. Up? I'm not. I sure think yet. there was talk of it, but I okay. don't think it's happened yet. I think I, it was just Gannon so far. Okay, I th- there might have been talks about Brady going to eat, to Philadelphia with with Sirianni before, but obviously I don't think that's happening. So, but right now the rumor is that Eberflus is safe. There's the rumor. Gosh. <laughs> right now, the leading candidates are uh, Leslie Frazier, Buffalo Bills defensive coordinator, and Eric Bieniemy, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive uh, coordinator. So, 
Uh, well, hey, if they're watching that Bills game, they probably don't want to hire Frazier because that defense got tore up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll certainly see how it goes. Um, but it seems like Eberflus has this, you know, it may return. Obviously, uh, you know, there's a lot of front office pieces that are returning so far so good. So I'm happy where the Colts are. Um and the big rumor that exploded this weekend, uh, well, it wasn't a ru- this part wasn't a rumor, but Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions have mutually asked to part ways. All right, so they will be trading Matthew Stafford probably before March fifth, I think it is, because if they do, they trade him after that, they have to pay him a ten million dollar bonus or guarantee. Uh, if they trade him before that, it is lifted and goes to Indianapolis and. Yeah, you know, or well, not any. Yeah. I didn't say. I shouldn't say just any. Hey, no, no, say it. no, no, no. Speak it I into. It. Speak it into speak existence. existence. Sorry, so, yep, that's it. I want it. it. It's going to Indy. I want. I want it, it bad. Thir- I want I it bad. Do, I do it's, too. Like it's. Oh, I still like my list doesn't change. Like, I mean, I still want a Rivers to come back another year. Don't get me wrong, but the opportunity to have a guy like Matthew Stafford, whose career has largely been wasted away, excuse me, in Detroit. Uh, to come here and take this team to the next level with a big arm, with uh, you know the same heart and I, in, in my opinion leadership that Philip Rivers had uh, in in a younger body in a younger form. So I, I'm I'm excited. Nothing is guaranteed, but currently a lot of the betting you know betting places, stat, uh, Indianapolis is in the lead now. Yes, two days ago, uh, the day before we recorded this, San Francisco was in the lead. But now uh, the Colts have pulled ahead. They have plus 300 odds right now to land Matthew Stafford. So uh, we you are. Know, the only thing that scares me about not getting him, the the draft pick. I know, you know, Ballard, he, he's not scared to, to you put that number one pick to use. Yeah. We saw it last year with the Forrest Buckner. But if San Fran gets silly and wants to do the same thing, they've got 12th overall. We've got 21st overall. So a little scary. I, but yeah. man, would it be nice? It would be. It would be, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, I wonder if I wonder how much say Stafford has. I would imagine Stafford has some say in a place that, you know, he he gets shipped to it. But of course, Detroit's want to get the want to get the best value. So there's a there's a lot that goes hand in For hand. Sure. Allegedly, Stafford does want to go to Indianapolis. There, there is talks about it. Uh, and you know, I look at a team like San Francisco, and I'm just like, you know, how could you be optimistic right now? You know, they're lo- they're. I know they just had a bad season. They do have some good talent on the team, but they just lost their defensive coordinator, which was a big, big part of why they were NFC champions in 2019. Uh, you know, that's, ta- that's, that's going to New York and you're taking a big aspect of this team away. Uh, I'm still not, I mean, aside from George Kittle and maybe like Brandon, Ayuk and Tebow, like I'm not overly fond of what, what San Francisco has to offer from an offensive perspective. I know they they run the ball really well. I just, I don't know. That might be homerism speaking right there, but I feel, I just feel like Indianapolis is, is, is. It makes too much sense. Right. It makes too too much sense. choice. Yes. Last year, you know, all the right in the wall, Phil Rivers is going to Indy. Phil Rivers is going to Indy. I was like, la, 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 that happening. No, 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 no. And of course everyone said, no, it's happening. And it happened. Yeah. They're all all the same people are saying the exact same thing about Matthew Stafford this year. So I am really excited. I, it's going to Indy. I hope so. I'm I'm fully ready to buy another QB1 jersey. All right. I got my Rivers Absolutely. one. I have a Brissette <laughs> one. I have two Andrew Luck ones. I have two Peyton Mannings. Uh, I'm fully prepared to buy a Matthew Stafford one if that is the case. I just hope I don't have Wait, to bring. You, 
didn't get a Curtis Painter jersey at all? No. no. They don't even make those. I could probably get them custom made. <laughs> I could probably get a, custom, a Curtis Painter if I really wanted to, um, to get it custom made. But um, God, I don't even think Curtis Painter has a Curtis Painter jersey. <laughs> kidding me? I'd get a Dan Orlovsky. I like Dan, I like I love Orlovsky as an analysis. Hey, analysis. I would buy that hey, culture. He is he's waving that Safford flag to Indies. Like he's like leading that train. So yes, I'd definitely get Orlovsky. I'd buy that Colts jersey. jersey. I, I would buy that yeah. Colts jersey. Oh man. Throwback. Gotta get a hassle back. I gotta get a hassle back. I gotta get a Charlie Whitehurst. I gotta get I gotta I gotta get all the, the hodgepodge <laughs> of quarterbacks we've had here in Indianapolis. Josh so, Freeman, like wait, yeah. half a half a Half a half. Half a half. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, God, that was a bad year. It that sounded was, not good, but it was rough. a bad year. But uh, that was rough. I think that's it for, for. Is that it for Colts news? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, besides Aaron Rodgers coming out and saying that he's not so sure about his future too. Yes. So if we want to have you know Matt Stafford backing up Aaron Rodgers in Indy, <laughs> that would be. Is that possible? <laughs> no. I would, I would, I would, I would forego like T.Y. Hilton. You can walk Xavier Rhodes. You can walk all of our free agents can walk. I'll take Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford on their contracts. Um, but they throw to each other. No, that's not going to work. Put Stafford at tight end or something. He's a big, he's a Popeye's Gosh. biscuit away from being a wide receiver. Um, <laughs> he's a big boy, but all right. So that kind of brings us to our discussion point. We have a lot. We, we wanted to, now we're not lying to you. All right. Last week, we wanted to talk about the quarterback position. This week, we want to talk about free agents because the Colts do have a lot. All right. And we want to know, uh, you know, we're, myself and Brandon, we're going to explore and you know, who should be brought back and, and, and who should probably walk. I think there's a few that have been pretty much, you know, their, their destiny has kind of been decided. But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot more than, than I kind of realized. Uh, and there's some very, very good talent. So, um, so let's take a look. What's let's run through this list. I'll, I'll read them off really quickly and then we'll kind of go step by step name by name and who we want back, who we want to walk and who we're really going to miss, uh, regardless of everything. Uh, so Jacoby Brissett, obviously T Y Hilton, big one, Justin Houston, Danico Autry, Malik Hooker, Xavier Rhodes, LaRaven Clark, Tavon Wilson, Travis Carey, Trey Burton, Chaz Green, Joey Hunt, Taylor Stallworth, Tremont, Tremont Smith, Marlon Mack, Anthony Walker Jr., Al Kadeem Muhammad, uh, George Odom, Ashton Doolin, Zach Pascal, um, Mo Ali Cox, and Ryan Allen. It should be noted that Pascal and Odom are restricted free agents. Um, Ashton Beautiful. Doolin is an ERFA. I'm not sure what the E part stands for, but um, as well as Mo Ali Cox, but. Uh, but yeah, this is this is the 2021 free agency class for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, yeah, uh, who on this list are, are must signs must sign backs for you? Um, I feel like we have. I know you know both Odom and Pascal. You said are restricted free agents. Correct. Um, I think Pascal has to come back. Yes. He, he's such a great depth piece there. He's you know super inexpensive, but he's so reliable. You know, I, I think he's a, a great piece to have in the wide receiver room, especially blocking. Like him blocking down field is awesome. I, he's very physical. I like that a lot. Um, and I think just based on what he's done, I know he's definitely lost a step, but we have to have T.Y. retire as a Colt. I can't see him going anywhere else. 
Yeah. Like I'm getting... my very first. You need to sign this guy. He's on the freaking building. All right. <laughs> well, Bring Jim him back. What, what do you think about something. T.Y.? That's, I know that's a big yeah. one. Ursay revealed something. It was very interesting. He made a comment about who should join T.Y. on the outside of um, Lucas Oil Stadium this past week, which made me like, okay, here he comes. Um, you know what? Yeah. I'm absolutely okay with it. I'm okay with it. You know, it, it's, I sympathize for him because again, you know, like we talked about before now, it's definitely going to be four different quarterbacks in four different years. Right. Um, adjusting yeah. to, to throw styles and speeds and, and spirals and, and, and all that stuff in, in angle, just, just in the chemistry, the chemistry, I do sympathize for T Y yeah. Hilton, but um, this year, I feel like the NFL will have a better grasp on how to run OTAs, mini camps, um, and all that good stuff. T.Y. Hilton, as long as Chris Ballard locks up this, uh, you know, this locks up Matthew, you know, not well, not just Matthew Stafford, but the quarterback situation, most importantly, and gives T.Y. Hilton. You mean time Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford? Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford? Um, either one of those. Uh, you know, there's there's opportunity for a lot of chemistry building that that T.Y. needs. We seen last year he started off really bad. Like I was ready to be like, you know what? You know, you and I had this conversation before about, you know, how Andrew Luck. It, it certainly seemed like Andrew Luck had made T.Y. Hilton's career. Now, looking at, you know, all the back half of the season, T.Y. can produce. Now, while he doesn't produce like the the you know, you hear wide receiver one the you know all the time and, and a lot of people instantly you know their, their thoughts especially amongst the current current teams in the nfl stefan diggs uh you know julio, julio jones, jones michael thomas yeah. and mike evans and all these guys ty hilton is not that you know not that guy but i am absolutely okay with it you know i think we talked about the very first episode i'm okay with having a wide receiver one that doesn't want those wide you know doesn't require those one wide receiver one targets to be happy I'm okay with with bringing T.Y. Hilton back. I still think he has something to offer. This is one of his more healthier years. And yeah. again, in the back half, he became so important. So, you know, and I, I mean, uh, Phil Rivers notorious for not doing gelling well with smaller receivers. He likes his scat backs. He likes his big body tight ends, big body wide receivers. I think yeah. it took him a while to adjust to T.Y.'s game, know where T.Y. likes to get the ball. And it, it, with COVID season and not having the correct uh, OTAs and practice and whatnot, it just took them a little bit longer to get that chemistry. But as soon as they did, you saw T.Y. kind of explode and do what T.Y. does. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, Stafford and him or Rogers and him, you know, that's those are the two. <laughs> wants to join this conversation you can join this conversation too um <laughs> he can be you know, third they, they, he can be third there you go <laughs> <laughs> they they just hit it off with ty well they get enough time in otas and ty comes back cheap like you know you're not going to get that big wide receiver money you're not going to be the highest paid wide receiver in the division anymore i'm sorry you have to come in on a discount uh team friendly. We'll lock you up for your, your the rest of your exactly team friendly player friendly as well you know you you deserve to have one last hurrah in white and blue i'd love to see you there um, but also to help groom Pittman, uh, to help groom Pascal. Um, yeah, it can't and... be a one-off. It can't be just a one year and, and he's, he's gone, you know, and, and, oh, sorry, Pittman, you're number one. Uh, I don't like the idea of that. I seen it. I seen that Pittsburgh, not that that was planned, but when Antonio, Be- uh, Antonio Brown left and Juju Smith-Schuster was all of a sudden wide receiver one and Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. is not a wide receiver one. He just, uh, he has not been able to produce at that kind of level that needed. 
And I, I think that would be a lot of that pressure, pressure on, on, on a Pittman so. and a Pascal and, and several others. But, um, you know, I, I just, I just don't want to see that happen. So I am more than okay. Uh, you know, re-signing a guy like T Y Hilton His market value. I'm looking at spot track. We're going to, we're using this for a lot of the lists. His market value is roughly, roughly 10.1 million uh, for an annual salary. That's a, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a bit. It's quite a bit. Um, um, I'm sure they could figure out how yeah, to. It's, a bit. It, it's yeah. quite a bit. Uh, I'm sure they could figure out how to, you know, make that work. And who knows? Ty might come in eight, nine. You know, we'll give numbers. Just, yeah, eight, nine million. Seven just shave off a, a couple. Ty seven and a half. <laughs> seven and a half. Yeah. Going, well, because we also have to have money enough to sign Xavier Rhodes, who needs to come back. He's you know, we my don't have much depth one. at cornerback. Absolutely. I, I mean, I'd love to see your first one is now that Rivers is gone. But <laughs> Rhodes is like probably my number one guy I need to have signed because he get locked out. Rhodes closed. He was the man. You know, so many big plays, especially the beginning of the season where he just balled out that, that Vikings game, that Jets game. He was amazing, and you know he really proved to have like that steady veteran leadership to help that mold that locker room. And I think Rock Yassin's going to need to have that guy to kind of lean on again. You know, Rock had a rough year, but you know, being able to know that hey, Rhodes has my back and he's right there to help me on out, I think is huge. And I say we pay him what he needs. I mean, again, not too much. You know, be a little friendly. We we got a lot of contracts <laughs> coming up. We did bring but, him back into, into relevancy, and and I don't want to say that like he, it's just discredit his his work. I I don't want to say that at all. But you know, he was floundering uh, unfortunately with the Minnesota Vikings. He comes to the Colts, and he's a huge part of this defense. Yeah, uh, to my understanding, still my knowledge, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, less than fifty percent completion percentage against him. So you need an anchor, a, a veteran cornerback presence. All right. You see, has a lot of growing up to do, uh, gr- growing as a player, excuse me. And you know, that it's, I think Rhodes is, is probably one of the most important pieces, um, outside of the quarterback position that, that, that the Colts need to resign. Um, Oh boy. Looking at some of these other ones, like Mac, I would love to have back. I would love to have Marlon Mac, but I, I think Ballard worded it fairly where he's like okay you know we're he's not going to be able to get the big money deal that he wanted here um it's just not going to happen so unfortunately i I think marlon mack is going to walk um i'm okay with it i'm okay with it i would i would love to have him back i would love to have a three-headed monster with taylor mack and and heinz but um i'm okay with having heinz in in taylor and I don't know, maybe improve a little bit over Wilkins. I'm not, I'm, I'm not like down on Wilkins at all. Don't get me wrong. Um, but like a third, a third straight running back, isn't really the highest of priorities. I, I don't think so. I guess I'm okay with Wilkins being there, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of stink to, you know, to, to kind of see him go, but um, yeah, Mac, unfortunately, I think is gonna, is gonna walk. He's gonna, he's gonna find it. There's lots of running I mean, back. Needy places. I love Mac. I love Mac. I think he's a fantastic, a fantastic guy player. You know, I was so excited once we drafted him and he was backing up Frank Gore. He, he was, he was had explosive plays written all over him all year long as a rookie. And then sophomore year, you know, coming on up, he played great third year. Great. I, I love Marlon Mack. And that's why I would love to see him go get paid somewhere else. 
but you're not going to pay him what he needs, what he deserves, because, you know, that Achilles injury is huge. Yeah. He might not be the same back, but right. he needs to get as much money as he can right now, because that running back shelf life is not long. No, so it is get isn't. paid while you can, young sir, and get this paid, is, but not from the Colts, because, you know, we tight, tight burst rates. Tight, yeah. yeah, this is supposed to be his yeah. prove-it year, and unfortunately, you know, in week one, that, that happens. It's unfortunate. Um, well, oh boy, let's see. George Odom, obviously, he's a restricted free agent. I, I, I thought he interesting um, piece to, to, to all this. Um, let's see who else. Justin Houston. What are your thoughts? Uh, mixed feelings. I didn't hear his name too much this year. No, no. I got a little like, I mean, he. I, <sighs> I, I, I see your face. I, I, I'm feeling exactly how you feel. Like, damn. Right. Like, I want to say, yeah, come back. But yeah, but, it's like we need to get like this. We need to get our edge rush situation figured out. And just you didn't hear Houston enough this year. No, I mean with uh, Stewart like falling out and Buckner taking up like you know double teamed all the time, we really should have had more of a presence on the edge. And I think Danico Autry was a better fit. Than, than Houston, you know, uh, Houston had his sacks, but man, it seemed like, you know, Audrey was a baller half yeah. the time playing out there. If I had to have one Audrey Houston, I think I'd take Audrey at this point. Yeah. If we can get Houston back again, I, I, I had a little bargain and just have him come in strictly for pass rushing scenarios where he's third down and he's rested. He can stay healthy all season. And he's just uh, eating quarterbacks. Like, uh, you know, like my boy Mathis says all the time, go eat that quarterback. <laughs> I, I would love that, but again, at a discount because I'm seeing big Hughes contract coming up. I'm seeing Brian Smith, he's going to need to get paid. Maynard's going to need to get paid. That's Nelson. a lot of money, man. Yeah, no, yeah, it, a lot of money, man. And we got to pay Stafford to Rogers, so you know. Yeah, that's why. Like, I'm still in. Like, you know, I, it still blows my mind that people are still in the "Hey, bring Jacoby back" camp or. Hey, Bri- you know, let's just start Easton. Let's just roll the dice and start with Easton. I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not about that life. You explained it perfectly to that uh, that Duck Rivers guy on, no. or whatever Duck Vacancy guy on Twitter. Yeah, uh, you're yeah, oh, I love like that. Mine. <laughs> Wild dude, but I respect. I love him to death. Uh, but I'm just like, yo, I, like, yo, we need you need that veteran guy now. You need to lock him in now. If if you waste another I mean, rookie, rookie, you know, if you waste a couple of these guys on rookie deals. You know, the Colts aren't going to sniff the Super Bowl. And as the odds are already very tough as it is. The AFC is really, really good. And unfortunately and right young. now. Yes, and young. And unfortunately right now, Mahomes and the Chiefs are the king of the hill. And unless something drastically changes over the next couple of years, um, or, or, you know, somebody moves appropriately and, in, 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 you know, in, in finally Stafford, one up. You know, one of those <laughs> – you have to find a way to compete. We have to get that consistency. So I, I'm not comfortable wasting a year on Jacob and on, on Jacob Eason. And people are like, oh, you know, oh, why why would they waste a draft pick on him if they don't think he's ready? Well, you know, it that's the that's the uh that's the attitude with a lot of people now, or if it doesn't pan out immediately, you know, it, it's just it just doesn't work forever. And I'm yep. not in that camp. I'm comfortable, you know, if Stafford comes here and he doesn't pan out. And Easton's been working behind him for two years. All right, let's roll with Easton. If he ain't ready, you know, whatever. It, 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 it's we're in a bad position anyways. But if Stafford comes in and you know it works out, and, and you know maybe Easton's who, who knows what we have with Easton. Who knows what we have? Yeah. And who knows how long Stafford's mileage is? I mean, I, I would say 
you know, Stafford probably has a good five years left on his career, safely, uh, safely of five yep. years. Maybe a if he more. stays healthy, absolutely. Again, five years. And again, you know, it's not like we had a, a ton of draft capital invested in Eason. He was a fourth-round pick that fell into our laps. He picked him up because, hey, we didn't think this guy was going to be here in the fourth round. Let's see what's going on. But he also fell into the fourth round. So that also makes it like, hey, maybe he's not as great as everyone's saying he is. So, you know, he's a bit of a project. We're not going to start a project his second year with this team that we've got. We are loaded right now. Our biggest missing piece is the quarterback position. We're not going to say, hey, Ethan, you know, uh, we haven't seen you play, but hey, here you go. Have fun. No, it just doesn't make sense. Go out, get someone that we know that can play and ball out, and go win a damn Super Bowl. Let's do this, Cindy. Let's go. Woo! That's right. Woo! fired myself up a little bit. You're a very excitable person. That's why you're my co-host. But I guess this brings <laughs> I you – I guess this brings us – I mean, there's there's plenty of other – you know, there's plenty of talent to, to, to discuss, you know, um, of course, but – you know, who are we going to miss? Like who, like what pieces there's obviously, like you said, we've talked about, there's probably, there's definitely a lot of pieces who are prob- most likely going to go, um, you know, this upcoming year. And, you know, who are we going to miss? Like, who are we thankful that got to spend any time with this team? Uh, it's not official yet. And I got, I hope to God, it doesn't come to him being a starter again, <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually going to love the leadership and spirit of, Philip, uh, Jesus, uh, excuse me, Jake. Jacob, I know who's on your mind. <laughs> I was, I just, I was stroked out there for a second. Jacoby Brissett. All right. Uh, you know, he didn't pan out the way that I think a lot of us wanted to, but Jacoby was there when we needed him the most. All right. 2017 comes around. Andrew Luck's probably not coming back. Uh, that season we go into the season with Scott Tolzien. Thank God I started the Rams defense that weekend uh, <laughs> in fantasy football. But Jacoby Brissett comes in, and he just runs away with it. All right? It, it, it's kind of his job. He's, he's learning. He's getting experience. He's the best viable option. He's, he's under the Brady and Belichick and Josh McDaniels, uh, you know, kind of tutelage over his career. And we didn't have to give up a whole lot for him. <laughs> we didn't nope, have to give up nope, a whole lot for him. <laughs> you know, um, two years ago, when Andrew Luck retired, two weeks before the season, who was there for us? Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> he was there and he gave it his all. You know, he, he was there the first half of the season. I mean, he played, he played really well. The back half after he got hurt, it definitely changed him as a player. Um, you know, but I, I just think that it's just kind of run its course. I'm going to miss the locker room leadership presence of Jacoby Brissett. No doubt about that. But um, as far as on player, I, I think I've, you know, I've seen the ceiling. And for this team to kind of go a step further, I, as a backup, yeah. But as a, you know, he wants to start somewhere. Understandably so. Yep, he deserves um, to. Deserves, he deserves to. to. Just, you know, unfortunately, I don't think that time, that, that I think that time in Indianapolis has come to an end. So. Well, you want to know what? It, Jacoby gets a bad rep because you know your first love, the girl that broke your heart, right? Yeah. You got that one girl that you love. You always dream about what if, what would have happened if? You got that girl. But then there's a girl after her where, you know, she's fun. She, you, you, you like her, you know, she's great. But she's not that girl that broke your heart. And you always have to compare her to that girl. Right. And unfortunately, Jacoby's not that girl, you know. He, he's not <laughs> Andrew Luck. <laughs> and that's what people think about. He's just, he's just not Andrew Luck. He will never be Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck was our first love. 
So yeah. sorry, Jacoby. We love you. I, I want to miss seeing him in the end zone, you know, dancing with the defense, you know, celebrating all the touchdowns. Hopefully, Eason can slide on into that backup role and do the same thing. But I just, Jacoby, nice knowing you. Go start somewhere. I hope you you, you make it to the Super Bowl and the NFC side and we kick your butt in the Super Bowl. But that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I, I certainly agree. Uh I mean, obviously, we talked a little about Mac and how much we'll, we'll, we'll kind of miss him. Is there anybody else like big on your list that you're like, you hate to see you, you hate to see probably walk away? Yeah, uh, Malik Hooker, man, like Ballard's first draft pick. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like the next Ed Reed. I loved his college tape. You know, when he sprang up onto the scene uh, uh, week one, I think he had like a, a nasty pick. And I was like, oh, God, this guy's good. Like his range just jumped off the page. He got hurt. Never the same. I still remember that one-handed pick he had off of Rivers, I think, last year, two years yes. ago. Yes, yep. It was uh, 2019, yeah. open yep. week. And yep. Just insane. Like, he, the athleticism of this guy was so good, but always hurt. And a huge injury to his Achilles this year, too. You know, same back. And just not as physical as we'd like. Thankfully, we got Blackman, who just showed up and showed out. So yes. now, like, all right, well, we're not going to miss you now, Malik. But I still... There's so much, there was so much potential there, and I thought he was going to be a phenomenal player. He still can. You know, hopefully he bounces back from this injury, goes play somewhere else, and just kills it. Unfortunately, it's not going to be in blue and white. No, I don't think so either. Um, Anthony Walker Jr. is probably one that I'll, you know, that I'll miss. Ballard had some good things to say about him, but I think uh, obviously his time has passed uh, here in Indianapolis. Well, not here in Indianapolis, but with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Ballard, Ballard kind of let it down. <laughs> Ballard kind of let him down nicely, uh, as far as the the potential of him coming back. And um, you know, he, he's he's been superseded, unfortunately, you know, yeah. unfortunately for his own sake here at Indianapolis. So, um, so yeah, and, and there's, I mean, there's plenty of others. I would have loved to see Trey Burton work out here. He's a free agent this year. Uh, you know, came through in a couple big trick plays, but that injury bug still lingered that he's kind of had the last couple years, and I was. I was sad about that, and it, you know, we all know how important a pass catching tight end is in the in the National Football League, and you know, we, we want as much of that as we possibly can. But uh, you know, uh, I, I I was excited at the sentiment of of Trey Burton, but that might be he gone. Be, he gone. That might he be gone. it. I think amongst the two of us. I mean, obviously, if Justin Houston is gone, uh, I'm gonna miss his veteran presence. He was a big factor in that KC win last year. Um, you know, he, he just, he was all over Mahomes and, and, and whatnot. Yes, and, and, uh, you know, he, he's definitely someone, but yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to miss Kaza the most, man. Costanza. I, I want him back oh, so definitely. bad. Definitely. <laughs> I want him back so bad. <laughs> Cause yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're going to talk, if we're going to go that route, 100% Anthony Costanzo, uh, it's not often you, you have like a centerpiece anchor. We talked about this last week that, you know, for your offensive line, um, that lasts as long as that. There's a lot of guys who get shuffled in and out, and the Colts, you know, here we are. We're finally starting to get hot, get that offensive line cemented, and and they're not giving up a whole lot uh, as far as sacks and and they're really productive. It was actually this was a down year for Indianapolis's offensive line, but they still produce really really well, which is incredible. Um, but yeah, it, it's just the timing is just just unfortunate. I, I would take him back in a heartbeat, but uh, again, this is another challenge for Chris Ballard and, and probably. Uh, we keep saying it seemingly every year, but this is this upcoming one is definitely the most uh, uh, the most challenging 
uh, off season. He's like, okay, because yes. this is, I mean, this is now or never. Now where you're going to be in cap purgatory. You know, we, we got to figure yep. this thing out. I mean, and then think about this, like all just the, the cap purgatory we've got coming on. Uh, your your quarterback retires. Your, your starting offensive lineman retires. Uh, you've got a COVID draft where you can't even go to the combine this year. You, you can't scout like you normally do. There was no real NFL or there no uh, college season. Yeah. So these players that he's picking, he's really trying to go in blind. I, I, I am so lucky we have who we have. If this is any other fly by night GM, we'd be screwed for the next eight years. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like it had this been Gregson, just bury me now. With this being Chris Ballard, I feel totally at home and at peace. And like you posted on the Facebook, you know, uh, trusting Chris Ballard. Yep, always, always, uh, always. So, um, yeah, yeah. I it's I'm I'm very comfortable. I'm very grateful that he is, uh, you know. He's, he's our general manager. So um, that's kind of it for the Colts free agents. Now we want to take a look at some of the, uh, you know, the free agents that are going to be out there, uh, you know, available for, for the Indianapolis Colts to grab to kind of fill in some gaps, add some depth. And, and, you know, let's, let's go all in like this year. We have to go all in. I, I, I fully believe. Uh, what position do you think is is most important? We'll, we'll go through that because Spot Track does give you the options to kind of flip through and pick positions. What what do you think like our number one free agent like um, position goal should be? Um, well, since we are going to get Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers back at the same time, <laughs> it's uh, not quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I don't think we can try to find a left tackle in the draft. I think we need to sign someone that, you know, we know is going to be good and can, you know, shore up that offensive line. Um, there's some good ones available. If there's, there's some... any way that we can get Trent Williams, I will be. He's ecstatic. a free. He's a free. You know, he ain't going to be free. That He's going to be pretty expensive. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but, Let me take a look at his market. You know, value. I think it'd be worth it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. They're saying eight. 18.2 like million 18. per year. Oh, God. Worth it, though, man. Like, especially if you can get a little discount on TY. And, you know, we're not paying Sanzo anymore. You know, he was, I think, 16.5. 16.5. So, yeah. so a little bit upgrade if, for if, a guy who's probably a little bit healthier. And we're going to get some yep. time out of him. So I wouldn't hate, I don't hate the idea of Trent Williams. Uh, Russell Okung uh, is available. Alejandro nice. Villanueva uh, out of Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, not Jason Peters. Um, <laughs> there's a couple others like oh Cam Robinson out of Jacksonville. There's a couple others that I haven't really heard too much about of. So the left tackle market isn't like it's not huge on the on the open market. No, it's gonna be a lot of competition. No, a lot of competition. That's that's um that's certainly true. I mean, you could. There's always the possibility of of picking a. How well, is there really even any right? tackles <laughs> like you're just bumping them over <laughs> to the other side like i'm trying to fi- figure that yeah, one yeah, out. Try and see if you can um oh, man no well i know that there's a guy out of uh new orleans i think it's moton moton uh i believe is his last name where you know the carolina really carolina taylor moton carolina okay i think it's carolina yeah yeah he has a market um, value I, of 14.7 like to, to him yeah 14.7 mil Marcus. Give me that. That's doable. Give me that. That's certainly doable. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of free agents <laughs> out there, but like, you know, they only really give the market value to a lot of, you know, to some of the bigger ones. How old Villanueva has been around? He's 32. He's 16.5. He had Man, a good he feels year. Like he's way years. older than that for some reason. Seriously. So, I mean, you might get some mileage out of a guy like that, but I, I agree. I, I think, well, you know what? I This is supposed to be a pretty deep offensive line that like from what I've heard it trenches right. are, are supposed to do pretty good. So, so there is that, Yeah, uh, you know, but if we have to give up a first for Stafford or, you know, Rogers and have to give up a second, I, I wouldn't want to see like a, a third round lineman right. Stafford's blind side. That's true. That would be very Gregson era um, of us. Let's take yeah. a look at, uh, let's take a look at defensive end now. Cause that's obviously another very high priority position. Um, for the Indianapolis Colts to kind of get that yes. that edge rusher. Um, all right, Leonard Williams out of the Giants. Jadavian Clowney, which I'm not really – I'm kind of over Clowney. You stay away from Clowney all day long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yannick Ngakwe uh, out of Baltimore is going to be a free agent. He might find himself re-signed there. Solomon Thomas out of San Francisco. Uh, Romeo Aquara of Detroit. They listed him twice. Did he retire? Club option? He might have retired. I don't know. Usually they put the CO at under guys who retired. Uh, Takaris McKinley out of uh, the Raiders. Vic Baisley, no, he didn't really do too well. Trey Hendrickson and Carl Lawson. Oh, okay. Those are the final ones. Um, possibly, Ryan, I heard something about the, the potential of Ryan Kerrigan returning. Um, Ryan Kerrigan's a, yep. He's, he's out of Washington. Agent. I think that would be a solid pickup, but Carl Lawson, man, I think he's underrated. He'd be cheaper than Kerrigan. Uh, I, I will look at Carl Lawson on my on my book, and I think that's a reclamation project. He's only 25, I think. He's a young if boy. I'm not to be mistaken. Yeah, he's, he's young. 8.8 mil. Um, you know, and if there's any, if there's ever a coordinator who can get a guy back on track, it's 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 Eberflus and whoever our defensive and line everyone coach. Everyone stay is. away from Eberflus. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. touch him. <laughs> He's got worms. Don't touch him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't touch him. <laughs> cooties, cooties. Even Flu says cooties. Let's get it trending. <laughs> uh, is there any other defensive and free agents that you are that particularly interest you? Man, um, I know he's coming off an injury. I know he has a ton of bad juju around him right now for you know, being in the press. I don't know if the whole situation with the, the, the you know, his uh girlfriend i think it is it's true oh. but if we can get von miller cheap have him coming off the edge like justin houston just plug in von miller where justin houston was coming off i think that would be awesome maybe he's still got some bend one year prove it deal deal but i think he's going to be expensive maybe with this bad press he, he might drop his price a little bit but either him bud dupree coming off the injury again yeah. Maybe he might be worth it. Or I watched Shaq Barrett like wreak havoc yesterday against the Green Bay offensive line. That's right. Uh, for Tampa Bay. And I think he would be a nice little piece to make a line. move for that. But again, I... we're talking that's going to be a lot of money. No, for sure. A lot of money. For sure. In Ballard, we trust. In Ballard, we trust. Uh, let's that's see. It. We're going to take a look at wide receiver now because obviously, you know, the possibility, even the possibility of T.Y. Hilton um, exploring, you know, exploring free agency we know he doesn't want to but that doesn't mean that 
Ballard is going to, you know, make it, you know, go the extra mile for, for T.Y. Uh, we may need to look for some veteran presence in the wide receivers room. You know, we have Pascal, we have Pitt. I mean, there's young, these are young guys who need that veteran presence, um, you know, to kind of make things happen. And there's actually a very good wide receiver free agency class, uh, class coming up. So, uh, AJ, I'm yeah. excited about. So, and, and from, I think that the goes by market value on, on spot track, but AJ green, uh, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not here for AJ green really anymore. The injuries, uh, you know, I, I know the talents there and maybe he's just like, if it would have to be a really, really cheap deal. Like if, if, if we were to pick up AJ green, I don't think he's a guy who's ready to accept that, you know, that yet. I could see him being. Who do we have last year? Who do we pick up last year? Was it Funchess? He got hurt like Evan the Funchess. first. Yeah, got hurt. Got yeah. hurt in the first or second week. We threw like seventeen million dollars his way, and he only played one game for us, one full game. Yeah. At least never again. One full game. Never again. You know, so the injury proneness is always worrisome. I like the prospect of Allen Robinson a lot. I do too, man. He he's such a good player. Such a good player. You know, I think he's fantastic. Apparently before he went to Chicago, they had a meeting and they just couldn't settle on the money and all that stuff. But, um, you know, maybe this is something that he'll be okay with coming here. This, I, I don't hate the idea of Alan Robin. I know he doesn't want to go back to Chicago. I know that for a fact. Um, he, he like removed a bunch of references to them on his social media. At one point, he unfollowed a lot of his teammates, uh, Alan, I mean, I don't know if it's just a locker room guy. I, I guess I would kind of feel the same way if I was in Chicago, um, for his, yep. for two years, or however long <laughs> was, but that's just me. Uh, we already talked to obviously TY Sammy Watkins is a free agent this year. Um, which is, int- you know, he's, a, he's at up and down. We've seen him here in Buffalo and, but he is. He's the Ringo star of all the weapons that Kansas City has to offer. You know, I, you know, we, I remember when he came to Buffalo, there was obviously a lot of, you know, there's a lot of upside that people were very, very excited, but uh, the injuries and I, he's, has he, I think he's been kind of banged up this year. I don't think we've seen too much of him this year. Yeah. He, uh, he didn't play yesterday in the, you know, the demolishing the, the, the verb or the butt raping of the bills, but he, um, He's a, he's a really good player, really good. I, I won't take anything away from his play. He, I think, single-handedly won them the Super Bowl last year by turning it on in the playoffs. Yeah, but right. the dude is weird as hell. I read an interview with some things that he's saying, like he thinks he's an alien in oh, real life yeah. and all. I forgot about that. Dude is whacked out, whacked out. I don't know if he's on that synthetic uh, marijuana like Zay Jones was. So there's, you know, that whole talk about putting his head through the glass. I don't know, you know. Buffalo really messed up these wide receivers. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I'd want to stay away from Sammy Watkins. Um, Richard Higgins from Cleveland, I think is a young guy who's going to be, you know, pretty cheap. And I'd like to take a flyer on him if we don't just go out and get Allen Robinson, who is my number one pick. I think he'd be fantastic. But again, that's a lot of money. Yeah, Perriman, yeah, would be cheap, you know, coming in. He is coming in from the Jets where he was for a little while Sam Darnold's favorite weapon. Uh, Perriman did have a very good run two years ago with Jameis Winston. He came in, in the like the last three or four games or something like that and put up monster numbers connecting with Winston uh, for, for big-time yards. He was a 
he was like for for people in fantasy football championships who needed a little help at wide receiver. Perriman was a big pickup a couple of years ago. Uh, and I'm looking at some like there's some other good names to me. If if they go after Stafford, if they pick up Stafford, I want either or both. Kenny Galladay. And or Marvin Jones. Cool. Get him a little cool. familiarity, man. Is that too much? To I ask am a okay with that. Is that I, too much? Well, to ask for? Good. That's that's a lot of money, but um, seventeen no, mil, I, seventeen I, I mil for Galladay. Roughly his his rough market value according to Spot Track. Um, Galladay's pretty solid. Marvin Jones is. I wish Spot Track loaded faster. Marvin Jones is roughly ten point five million. You know, uh, I think you know. Marvin Jones also had like a couple little problems with the dropsies. Yeah. We had that with Ebron. I'm not trying to go through that again with another lion, you know, pass catcher. So Marvin Jones could say home. But if, you know, Maddie wants to bring Kenny on over with him, I'd be cool with that. <laughs> That'd be cool. I think that would be neat. You know, one, it's, it's, it's Jones. Uh, it, well, staff, first of all, it's, it's Stafford coming over with somebody he feels relatively comfortable with. You know what yes. I mean? That's, yes. that's, Huge. Sometimes it, it, huge. it is huge. Sometimes it works. You know, we're seeing the effects like Brady when he came over to Tampa Bay. He felt comfortable bringing Gronk along, and it's paid off, I think, in dividends. Um, but you have to – some sort of familiarity. As he's getting comfortable with the rest of the offense, um, I'm here for it. I, I'm here for it. And Absolutely. That is ultimately if Ballard can nail the Stafford trade. Don't say if. When, I know. I, I'm trying to be like – he nails that Stafford. If he doesn't, though, I'm going to be really disappointed. Oh, I'm going to cry. I'm going to go in a hole and cry. <laughs> like, I'm going to cry as hard as all those Bills fans did last night. <clears throat> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> what about, do you, th- do you think uh, Pittsburgh, lets, I mean, I don't like him as a wide receiver one, but do you think Juju Smith-Schuster is somebody that Pittsburgh is going to let go? Or is, is he yeah, somebody you uh, want? He's so toxic. Pittsburgh, well, the, the, the team might like him. The yeah. city despises him. And I think he despises the city, you know, uh, Pittsburgh known for being blue collar, tough, you know, going to work with their hard hat on and their lunch pail and going to work. Juju's on TikTok dancing. Sorry. He <laughs> does not scream TikTok or Pittsburgh. He is not, he's not a diva in the, the normal sense no. where, you know, Oh, I need the ball. Give him the ball. Give him the ball. No, you know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's just young and immature. He's a millennial. He is the typical millennial. <laughs> where he wants to update his Snapchat and Instagram instead of going to the drugs machine. Like, what you happened know? to him? Two years ago, everybody loved him. He was hilarious. Riding his bike to the stadium. He turned down... Yeah, well, uh, they were winning. They he were he turned down Mia Khalifa. He's like, no, nah, I'm not I'm not falling for that trap. And then now <laughs> he started dancing on people's low. And yeah, it, just, it, was, it was bad juju. So uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, Beller did... Baylor did acknowledge that, you know, this, this locker room is ready to take on a, a possible personality project. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's not verba- verbatim, but you know, they could do that. You know, I, I think Juju is a capable player, not just not as a wide receiver one. I think if he's in the mix, he can still produce, but um, he bring his market value roughly according to spot track is about 16.1. So 16.1. Yeah. And like, you know, Two and a half million of that is for his TikTok followers. So you know, <laughs> they come with them. They do. They do. So the Colts <laughs> will get some clout if that were to be. 
That's it. <laughs> but I think like wide receiver isn't the most urgent of positions that I like I, I the Colts have to go after, but I would like to see another I you know, I I, I want to see another like like if TY comes back, we have a 1A, I want to see a 1B is basically what I'm saying. Whether it's Pittman emerging, no, it, whether it's it's picking up a free agent who's already like, you know, established in the league who we know we know can get it done, you know, it, it's just yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing. You know, I I, keep, I always forget that Paris Campbell's coming back, and he looked, you know, great until he got hurt. And Health and issues. Freak yeah. injury. Yeah. You know, it was a freak injury. I, I don't think he's injury prone. He just got hit in his leg. Like, if someone hits your leg like that, your leg's going to snap. Sorry. Unless you're so Chad Johnson. Unless you're Chad Johnson, build up those calluses yeah, with Big Macs and stuff. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, after seeing what happened with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs in Buffalo, seeing that like true number one wide receiver come on in, build up that report and being able to take over games. T.Y. never did that. T.Y. was never able to take over. Well, actually, no, no, I lied. T.Y. has, you know, those Houston games, he would just kill Houston. Still does. Yep. And Tennessee. Yeah, still does. But like having a guy that, you know, all right, I need a first down. I'm going to this guy. We need one of those guys. And whether that can be Pittman, which I absolutely think it can, the guy's a monster. Uh, I thought he was he was going to do better than Justin Jefferson did this year if he would have stayed healthy. That leg compartment fracture uh, sucked, and I think that took a lot of juice out of sales. Oh, for and sure. I think he could be number one, but man, if we can grab uh, an Allen Robinson, um, uh, Kenny Galladay, I think those two guys have true number one wide receiver written all over for him, and I think Wright can get the best out of those players. I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, because you're smart, unlike I, Bills fans. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, the, the probably last position I'd like to take a look at for this, unless you have any other suggestions, is, is the cornerback position. All right, so David Rhodes or bust. That's it, David Rhodes or bust. No, without a doubt, we definitely want him back. But we're, yeah. you know, we definitely want to test the we don't want to. I don't think I'm comfortable just coming into the season with. With Rocky scene still trying to grow, like I, I want him to have the opportunities, but I, you know, we get toasted a lot. It, no, we're just gonna tell the other team don't throw to Rocky scene. No, listen, it's fine. <laughs> it might work. It might work. But here are some of the. Work. It might work. Here are some of the big time free agents for uh, for the cornerback position. Patrick Peterson out of Arizona. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if they try to lock him up again. I, I don't, you know, he's Patrick Peterson. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, Richard Sherman, a little to me, I think Richard Sherman's going to end up with the Jets with uh, with Salah. I think he's going to go there. I think he's going to follow Sa- uh, Robert Salah, but I, I could be mistaken because he's a free agent. I, I, don't, I don't think him and San Fran are going to reunite next year. D- DJ Hayden out of Jacksonville, Mackenzie Alexander out of Cincinnati. Mike Hilton out of Pittsburgh is interesting. You know, he, he got a big pick against Phillip Rivers. <laughs> But he's somebody who I don't think Pittsburgh's going to just let go. I haven't watched too much of him, but um, he's a pretty good player. He's a pretty good player from what I've seen. Uh, William Jackson out of Cincinnati. Quinton Dunbar out of Seattle. Shaquille Griffith out of uh, Seattle as well. Cameron Sutton out of Pittsburgh. Desmond King out of Tennessee. Um, I don't hate the idea of that one either. Jason McCourty, I think he's a little older, right? How old is McCourty? Yeah. Uh, 30, oh, 33. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. But for me, like, yes, Ballard is going to explore a lot of these positions in the draft. But 
you know, I mean, I, my opinions don't ultimately matter, but in, in battle, we trust, but I'm just, you know, I'd rather have somebody, a proven veteran, at least they're ready to go and showing these, these some of these young guys who are going to be our future, uh, of the Indianapolis Colts, showing them the way in, in how it's done work ethic and, and just, uh, you know, give it little, little tips here and there that that's ultimate. That's the best way to bring a guy up. You know, sometimes you throw a guy out there and experience or you can ruin a guy and everybody's ready for that. But if you bring a guy up around veterans who, uh, who are, you know, teachable veterans at that too, uh, you're just benefiting, you're benefiting future generations. And I think that the Colts could maybe use a little bit more of that. You know, you can't just throw all these young guys in. You need to have that veteran presence, that stable locker room. When things get dicey, a little rocky, these young guys can look to the guy and say, hey, look, I've been through this before, young boy. Come on, I'll show you the ropes. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it through, you know? It's just, it, it's a smart way to do business. And I think that's why Xavier Rhodes being there was great. Um, we've got a really good team. We don't we do. need that many pieces. No. But, you know, if we can really go over the top with, you know, a strong cornerback room. Uh, we, we do need to you know, strengthen up our cornerbacks. Um, we've got to strengthen up the wide receiver. I think just one splash free agent from, from the wide receiver position would help out huge. We need to take care of that left tackle position. But most important of all, we need to get Stafford and Rodgers. Both. <laughs> Both of them. Same time. Both of them. Both of them. Same time. That's <laughs> each other. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if we got to feel a bunch of Undrafted rookies next year. I want them both. That's want them both. both. <laughs> not not B O T H B O F. Both. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> Who knows? We could dream, right? Uh, I, th- I think that's a wrap, though. I think that's a wrap on this episode. I'm not sure what we got in store. Maybe a maybe a mock draft next week. Maybe there's Ooh. something else. Something else we could talk about. I'm sure there'll be five more people that are retired by the time uh, this episode God, drops in a day that. and we'll, we'll get to talk about that, but yeah, maybe we'll do a little Colts mock draft and uh, see, I know a lot of other Colts podcasters are doing that and I think it's a good time. Well, it's a one point I've seen some people get up to like five and it's ridiculous, <laughs> but I, I think it's an appropriate time after the season. Let's, let's see what can be done. So uh, Brandon, my man, thank you very much as always for, uh, for, for co-hosting with me. Do you have anything you want to say? Um. I do. I do. Uh, you know, this certain time of uncertainty, we've had a lot of upheaval this past year alone, whether it's politically, economically, uh, health-wise, whatnot. You know, I, I feel like the country has been the most divided it has been in a long time. But I'm just glad that we can all get together at this point in history right now. You know, whether you're a Bills fan, whether you're a Colts fan, a Chiefs fan, whatnot, you can all just get together, sit down, Look at the TV and you know, screw you, Brady. We hope you don't lose. You all, we hate you. We hate you, Tom Brady, so much. Oh! So thankfully, that one man can unify us and uh, bring <laughs> us all closer together. So we've got that going for us. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It is, it is. Yeah, you're not wrong. I have I have nothing. I don't even know how to top that. I don't even know how to close this episode <laughs> now. But uh, but in all seriousness, to our listeners, thank you so much for your support. This is Colts fans in Bills land. You are our hashtag Colts army, and we appreciate every single one of you. We'll talk to you next week right here. Make sure you go check out our, uh, you know, obviously you can look at 
past episodes. We have a ton of other shows on our network at BICBP-radio.com. And uh, keep passing the good word. Keep passing the good word. We hope we're, um, we're, we're entertaining and worth your time because we, uh, we certainly appreciate having yours. yours. So, uh, ta-ta? We don't, have a, we don't have a catchphrase yet. We don't really like a I like ta-ta, actually. Like ta-ta. Ta-ta. <laughs> ta-ta. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you so much. See you. Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother Delay of game, offense.